persuaded in his own mind. He that regardeth a day regardeth it unto the Lord, and he that regardeth not the day to the Lord, he doth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord, for he giveth God thanks. And he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not, and giveth God thanks. For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord, and whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ both died and rose and revived, that he might be the Lord both of the dead and living. But why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Let us not therefore judge one another any more, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. <clears throat> I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. For if thy brother be, uh, be grieved with, it, with thy meat, now walkest thou not charitably. Destroy not him with thy meat for whom Christ died. Let not, them, uh, let not then your good evil, excuse me, let not then your good be evil spoken of. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and appointed of men. Let us therefore follow after the things which maketh for peace, and things wherewith one may edify another. For meat destroy not the work of God, all things indeed are pure, but it is evil for that man who eateth with offense." It is good neither to eat flesh, nor to drink wine, nor anything whereby thy brother stumbleth, or is offended, or is made weak. Hast thou faith? Have it to thyself before God. Happy is he that condemneth him not himself in the thing, in that thing which he alloweth. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. All right, as I mentioned this morning, this is, uh, we looked, uh, I looked at my Sunday school lesson, uh, when I went to go study it this week, and it was the same passage that I had planned to preach uh, tonight, and so obviously God really wants us to hear this, and so uh, we're gonna gonna be going over the whole chapter, whereas the last the Sunday school lesson just focused on the last part, but and it is a different sermon altogether, so don't worry, uh, but it's still focused on the other on the main idea. Uh, Romans 14 here uh, talks a lot about kind of the idea of liberty and license. And liberty and license has been, uh, this argument of liberty over license has been going on for ages. One person believes you can do something, another person thinks that it's a sin to do it. Uh, what is the answer? Where is that answer? Uh, can we drink socially? Uh, can we attend movie theaters? Can we watch television? Are all programs acceptable? Uh, can we gamble? Uh, where exactly is that line where it's actually gambling? Uh, you know, can we dance? Um, are there any forms of dance that are okay? Uh, what about non-secular music? What is okay and what is not good? Uh, can we attend or participate in athletic events on Sunday? Uh, is that a sin since it's the Lord's Day? Each one of these issues has people on both sides in the church, in the church all over the world. And how can we truly know what the answer is? And this passage contains many principles that I believe that can help us in answering some of these questions. Uh, but it all boils down to one thing. 
You have to listen to the Holy Spirit's leading when it's not clearly spelled out in Scripture. I have a very big, uh, very difficult time preaching that we ought to follow certain standards or rules unless they're clearly in black and white spelled out in Scripture. Uh, the truth is God will lead one person to do one thing and another he leads away from him. Uh, many of this deals with the fact that uh, we all have different areas of strengths and weaknesses. You may be strong in the area of addiction, uh, whether it be alcohol or cigarettes or marijuana or other drugs. Uh, and we might as well throw in caffeine and sugar in there as well while we're meddling. Uh, just throw it all in there. Uh, there are others as well. Uh, if you struggle in the area of addiction, the Holy Spirit may tell you to stay away from those things. Uh, sugar and caffeine even. And, and I believe that there are clear biblical principles that we all ought to obey. Amen. And we ought to uh, take care of the bodies that God has given us. And when it's harmful to our bodies, we ought to stay away from it. Amen. And that should be clear across the board. Um, if uh, Things that harm our bodies should not enter our bodies. Okay. Uh, but this is also includes overeating. Okay. So uh, the same things that uh, deal with uh, cigarettes and alcohol and drugs and things like that harm the body. Well, so does overeating and so does eating unhealthily. Okay. And now I'm really meddling, okay, because uh, that's my sin. And so uh, we, we've got to be careful here. But um, you know, some people's food pyramids are very interestingly shaped, you know, and uh, not quite the balance that we're supposed to have. Uh, so when the Holy Spirit convicts you, uh, but you see your brother or sister doing that which you're convicted of, what do you do? Or if you see your brother or sister is convicted of something, and they don't do something, but you feel... Uh, uh, you don't feel conviction in that area. What do you do? Uh, well, let's look at some principles tonight from God's Word on how to deal with these issues, okay, and here in Romans chapter 14. Uh, first of all, the first thing we can do is let Roman number 1, we see this in verses 1 and 2, receive each other. Receive each other, number 1. Uh, the Bible says in verse number 1, He that is weak in the faith, receive ye but not to doubtful disputations. Uh, for one believeth that he may eat all things, another who is weak eateth herbs. Uh, right off the bat, Paul says, uh, him that is weak. Okay, who, who is the weak one? Weak one. The weak one. Huh. None of us are weak ones. Uh, which, uh, which one is the weak one that they're talking about? Is it an insult? No, it's not. Not at all. Uh, the word just means that you're not strong in this area. In fact, Paul says, one believeth he may eat all things, another who is weak eateth herbs. So the one that has the more restrictions is weak in that area. And so we're told the one who restricts himself in what he can do is the weaker brother. And that doesn't mean that the other Christian is more mature necessarily, and uh, so that there's nothing that he can't do. No, in fact, uh, it just means that the one who is weaker in this area needs more help in this area. And so God convicts them of the areas he needs more help in. Again, I'm not talking about things that are clearly spoken of in Scripture. Okay, uh, When it says, thou shalt not, or even if it doesn't say thou shalt not, but it's clearly spoken of in Scripture, we're not talking about that. Okay, We're not talking about immoral relationships. Okay, We're not talking about murder. <laughs> okay, We're not talking about anything that is clearly spoken of in Scripture. But there are many things today that, the, uh, that are available around the world 
uh, and around us that is not clearly said, thou shalt not do such and such. And so we need biblical principles to deal with these issues. Okay? Um, Paul tells the Christians in Rome here, whether you find yourself as the weaker or the stronger on this issue, you need to receive each other. And don't cause a division. Don't cause a fight over this. Receive each other. There's no room for the, in the Christian family for judging each other. Uh, in fact, that leads us to our second principle. Number two, don't judge each other. Uh, verses three and four, the Bible says, Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not. And let not him which eateth not judge him that eateth. For God hath received him. Who art thou that judgest another man's servant? To his own master he fall, standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holden up. For God is able to make him stand. If you only eat herbs and you feel that that's what God wants you to do, um, I think of vegetarians. Uh, I, I don't really understand vegetarians, but I'm not going to try to judge them either. Uh, you know, I, I joke about it, but, you know, if that's what you feel that the Lord wants you to do, now if you're doing it, well, anyways, I won't go there. Uh, but anyways, uh, you know, that, that I'm not going to judge you, okay? Uh, but don't judge me for eating meat, Okay. Uh, why? Because God receives, uh, God receives you and God receives me. Uh, what right do you have to reject the person that God has received? And he says, who are you to judge another man's servant? Uh, they're not your servants. Okay? They are not under your authority. You are not their lords. Let them answer to their own lord and master about the issue. Uh, you just worry about yourself. I don't know about you, but I've got enough to worry about, amen, with just me. Okay? And so receive each other and don't judge. Then number three, third principle, be sure in your convictions. Be sure in your convictions. Verse five, he says, one man esteemeth one day above another, another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regardeth the day, regardeth it unto the Lord. He that regardeth not to the day, to the Lord, he doth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord. For he giveth God thanks, and he that eateth not, to the Lord he eateth not, and giveth God thanks. Here the example is given of one man esteeming one day above another. The other uh, person sees every day just as the same. Every day is the Lord's day. Okay? Uh, and this is speaking of, uh, specifically of holy days, observing days. In our world, uh, you could possibly say uh, the the. Um, differences of opinion on celebrating Christmas and Easter. Uh, there are Christians that believe we shouldn't celebrate Easter Sunday at all. We celebrate Jesus' resurrection every week. Uh, they argue that Easter was ripped from pagan holidays and they feel uncomfortable about celebrating on that day. Uh, or call it Resurrection Sunday rather than Easter or things like that. And if, uh, you know, those that are convicted that way, they need to live that way and they need to not ignore their conscience. Um, or possibly also the same type of idea because of the commercialization of Christmas, we ought not celebrate it like the rest of the world does in giving gifts and having special gatherings in that way. We just need to worship the Lord on that day. And some have convictions in that way. And um, uh, most that have various, uh, most have various level of convictions in this area and uh, do so because they feel convicted in their heart that this is the right thing to do. And verse 6 says, he who observes the day, observes it for the Lord. Okay? When they have that conviction in their heart that this ought not be the way that we, we should do this, 
uh, it's because they, they're, they're concerned about the, uh, serving the Lord. Okay? Uh, it says, he who eats does so for the Lord. And the bottom line is the last part of verse number five. Each person must be fully convinced in his own mind. Okay? Be sure of your conviction and stand firm in it. Uh, when I left Bible college, I had, a, uh, I had to take a hard look at what I believed and what I was convicted about. And when I got married and started having children, my wife and I uh, <coughs> began talking <coughs> about our convictions. And we had to balance both of our convictions together. Um, I, I, led, I lead my home, but it would not be right for me to stomp on her convictions if they're different than mine. Uh, we need to balance those things, amen? But we must be sure of what we believe. Uh, be sure in your conviction and stand firm. But as we'll see, we need to be willing to bend toward the weaker brother to, to prevent any offense. Be, sure, be fully convinced in your own mind and then realize you're not your own. You're bought with a price, amen? You serve the Lord. You do the, whatever the Lord convicts you to uh, eat the meat, to not eat the meat, to ce celebrate the day or not celebrate the day. Do it as unto the Lord. Be fully convinced in, in your convictions, though. And number four, uh, in verses seven and, and, uh, through nine, we see represent the Lord in what you're doing. Realize that you have a representation to uphold. And verse 7 says, For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ both died and rose and revived, that he might be Lord both of the dead and the living. We don't live in our own little world. We have to live together. Amen? Uh, but together... We're representing the Lord. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.20 tells us, uh, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. We are ambassadors. We are his representatives. So whether we live or die, we live or die unto the Lord. We are his. We are the Lord's. We have been bought with a price. And he is the Lord of all, so we need to rep represent him well in what we do. And the choices we make. Uh, we don't just get to think of ourselves in these decisions. Our wants, our desires, our ideas. No, we are his ambassadors. We represent him. And we need to listen to what he wants us to do. Uh, seek the leading of the Holy Spirit and scriptural principles in the decisions of the things you do or do not do. When you see someone that doesn't do the same things you do, receive them. Receive each other. Don't judge each other. Be sure in your conviction and represent the Lord in the decisions you make. And then number five, fifth principle is let God judge. Let God judge. Verse 10 and 11 and 12, the Bible says, uh, But why dost thou judge thy brother, or why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. God is a much better judge than we are, amen? Uh, he knows everything. We only see a part of it. We only see a part of the picture. And yet we're so quick to jump in there, aren't we? You know, and think we see it all, you know? 
Uh, but God sees the whole thing. He sees every struggle that someone makes. Uh, he sees uh, the, the situation that they're in. And so we, we can't judge other people. We need to let God do that. And we have no right to stand in judgment of anyone on this earth. Now listen to me. I, I'm talking about areas that are not clearly spelled out in Scripture, okay? Again, I say that over and over and over again because I don't want someone to come away and say, well, pastor says, if I'm not, con uh, if I'm not convicted about this that's clearly spelled, spelled in the Scripture, uh, that it's okay, <laughs> okay? No. There are certain things you ought to be convicted about, amen? Because uh, it's clearly said in Scripture, okay? But the, for, all, for the things that we uh, that, that is, cannot be uh, said one way or the other, uh, we need to trust the Holy Spirit to guide us and be led of the Holy Spirit to lead us in these decisions so that we don't offend other brothers, so that we don't do something that hurts ourselves and our walk with God. And if God says, uh, thou shalt not kill, um, if, if we uh, and someone kills someone, we have every right, in fact, we have a responsibility to be on the jury, if asked, and judge a person for the crime they committed. It's clearly spelled out in Scripture. We are to judge them, okay? Uh, but areas that the Bible is not clear on, we have to be careful. We don't see everything. We don't know everything. And we need to let God be the judge. Uh, most standards that even the strictest and restricted Christians holds to is usually based upon some biblical principle, okay? It would be foolish to hold a standard without it being based upon some principle in God's word, okay? Uh, but one may see that clear connection to that principle through their conviction from the Holy Spirit. Another may not see any connection at all to that biblical principle at all. I've had people tell me, that I feel convicted about this, and we as a family don't do this, such and such. And they say, because the Bible says such and such. And I'm like, I have no idea what that verse has to do with that, but okay. <laughs> you know. And I have to just let them do what the Holy Spirit leads them to do. Amen? And uh, I'm not going to try to convince them that they're wrong, because I can get into some serious trouble there. Okay, by leading them astray away from the Holy Spirit. Uh, we just need to be fully sure of our conviction and let God judge his own servants. He does a better job of convicting them than I do, so let's let him do it. Uh, leave them be. Receive each other. Uh, don't judge each other. Be sure in your own convictions. Represent the Lord in all that you do and let God do the judging. Number six, don't cause a stumble. Don't cause a stumble versus... 13 through 15, the Bible says, Let us not therefore judge one another anymore. And you notice that anymore? Uh, apparently we we're already judging. <laughs> uh, Let us not therefore judge in, uh, one another anymore, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. He says, I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself. But to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. But if thy brother be grieved with thy meat, now walkest thou not charitably, not with love. Destroy not him with thy meat for whom Christ died. And Paul says, let's not judge one another anymore, but rather judge this one thing, that you don't cause a brother to stumble or fall in their service for the Lord. If you are convicted that you are fully free to eat uh, or drink or do any activity, uh, be fully convicted in your own heart. Okay, But you better search Scripture to make sure the Bible doesn't say it. Amen? You better search Scripture 
and make sure you apply every biblical principle that talks about it because you're going to be answerable to God for your decisions. Okay? And so you better make sure that you do your due diligence. Okay? And make sure that you truly believe that it's not just wishful thinking. Okay? Uh, don't try to explain it away. Some verses that the Holy Spirit is trying to show you in, in the Word and say, well, I don't think that really means that. It means this. Or whatever. Be, uh, you know, if, if God gives you freedom to do something that is question, uh, questionable to some other people, uh, you're required to make sure your, fr your freedom does not trip up your brother. Okay? And Paul made an astounding statement here, really. He says, I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus. He was fully sure of his conviction, wasn't he? He says that there is nothing unclean of itself. Does that mean we can go do anything and it's not unclean? It's not a sin? That's not what it's talking about here, okay? So don't take that scripture out of context. I've heard that, script, that verse used in an inappropriate ways, okay, and twisted. That's not what it's talking about. No, this is, uh, this in context of this writing, it's dealing with eating certain foods or keeping special holy days, okay? And secondly, he's, he's saying God's creation in its natural form is acceptable to God. And God saw that it was good, okay? Uh, the grape is pure, but man takes it and makes an intoxicating drink um, and, uh, out of it, and it damages the human body and leads to immoral behavior. Uh, fellowship is pure, but man takes it and turns it into a loose partying atmos uh, atmosphere that leads to exposure of the human body or suggestive thoughts and conversation and immoral behavior. Vegetation and forest plants are pure, but man takes them and makes all kinds of harmful, intoxicating drugs and drinks and foods that harm the human body and lead to immoral and unjust behavior. Okay? Things, uh, these things that God has made are, are, are pure and holy, but they can be used in a way that uh, causes harm. The point is this. If one man says, I am convicted that I must eat this, uh, that I may eat this, rather, and another man says, I am convicted that I cannot eat that. If you see that it's uh, that is, uh, unclean, it is unclean to you, the Bible says. Uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? That it can be wrong for one person, and yet the, another, the next person, person over, it's not wrong for them. It's odd, isn't it? You know, when you think about, the, think about it, really. But yet God says, I'm going to deal with you as an individual. I'm going to take you where you are and teach you the way that you need to be taught. Now, God said all things are unclean. All things are clean, excuse me. And when eating uh, of meat, he said, I have declared, uh, kill and eat. It's all clean. Uh, but if there's somebody that, ha that feels a conviction about something, leave them alone. Amen. Uh, just leave them alone. Let them do what the Lord leads them to do and answer to him as their Lord. Okay? It says, but to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. And here's the point, verse 15. But if thy brother be grieved with thy meat, now walkest thou not charitably. You're not walking in love with your brother, he says. Destroy not him with thy meat for whom Christ died. We must not do anything that would cause a brother to stumble. If we find that someone is offended or may stumble into sin, if we do something that we are absolutely convinced it's okay to do, we are held responsible to not do it. 
if it will cause someone else to offend. Say, but I feel like it's, it's perfectly fine. Okay, but if your brother is offended by it, you're responsible to God to not do it anyways. Okay? Uh, it says uh, it's a sin to create your, your brother or to cause your brother to sin, to make him stumble, to offend him. So receive your brother no matter what he believes about these unclear issues. Don't judge him. Be sure in your own convictions and represent the Lord well in this. Let God do the judging, but don't cause anyone to fall or stumble. And then number seven, remember your testimony is key. Your testimony is key. Verse 16 through 19, it says, Let not then your good be evil spoken of. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace, and things wherewith one may edify another. And he says, let not your good, the things that you do that you're fully convinced of, uh, that you're not convicted, or that you are convicted that this is the right thing to do, uh, don't, uh, uh, don't be, let that become evil spoken of. Don't let them use that to speak evil. Don't let it harm your testimony. Verse 17 says, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. That's not eternal. Those things are small. And what is important is righteousness. Doing what you're fully convicted is the right thing to do. And what's important is peace. Uh, not fighting, not judging. Uh, what is important is joy. We, we don't need to live under turmoil. Have joy. That's, that, that's from, from the eternal. That is what the kingdom of God is all about. Verse 18 says, He that in, that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable of God and approved of men. If, you're just, if you just concentrate on doing what God convicts you, uh, but also being careful not to cause someone else to stumble, the Bible says God accepts you, and the Bible says man will too. And so follow after, seek after these things that make for peace, that will edify, build up into uh, that which advances. And your testimony is key. And then remember number, uh, the next principle, number eight, to offend is sin. To offend is sin, verse 20 and 21. For meat destroy not the work of God. All things indeed are pure, but it, be, it is evil for that man who eateth with offense. It is good neither to eat flesh, nor to drink wine, nor anything whereby thy brother stumbleth, or is offended, or is made weak. Meat itself will not destroy the work of God. It's a, it, it's a temporal thing. But eating, knowing that it will cause an offense, will destroy the work of God. You're going to cause someone to stumble, someone to leave the church, someone to become offended. And they're not going to be open to hear the truth from God's word. Because we chose to do something that we knew would cause an offense. The Bible says here it's not just sin, it's evil. The word means eternally worthless, vicious, bad, hurtful, harmful. It doesn't matter what the issue is. Eating meat, drinking wine, and thinking that causes the thing that causes your brother to stumble or offend your brother or makes him wink, you have sinned. And I've heard people say, tell Christians, you know, a, a Christian say, well, I don't think it's wrong to drink wine. Well, okay, fine. If that's what you believe, fine. But you better be careful. 
You better be careful because you're going to answer to God. I believe there's scriptures clear, in my opinion. <laughs> I think scripture's clear about what the Bible uh, about the about alcohol and the if nothing else, the harm that it does to the world around us is crystal clear. But if you're fully convinced and you're fully convicted, uh, okay. But you better not. Uh, you better be careful that you don't cause a brother to stumble by your choice. Okay. Don't make your brother sin. Say, well, that's that's none of my business. God did, God God says no. That's not true. It is your business. It is your business. And we need to limit our liberties, if you call it that, to within the bounds of making sure that we are a family and we work together and we don't cause an offense. Number nine, uh, we need to do all in faith. Do all in faith. Verse 22. The Bible says, Hast thou faith? Have it to thyself before God. Happy is he that condemneth not himself in that thing which he alloweth. Verse 23 says, And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. It says, Hast thou faith? Do you truly believe that you can do this thing? Just have it to thyself before God. You don't need to convince someone else. You don't need to try to convict someone else. Don't condemn yourself by doing what you know is okay for you to do by offending a brother while doing it. Verse 23 says, And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. If you have any doubt in your heart and mind, just don't do it. It's not worth it. Don't go against your conscience. If you truly believe that God approves of that activity, whatever it is, go forth in faith. But be careful. Be careful and cautious not to offend a brother. Not to cause a stumbling block. Boy, how important it is that we are, uh, that we are so careful I have some areas where I know that God has convicted me to not do something, to not drink something, not to play something, not to watch something. And whatever it may be at the time, it would be a sin for me to go against that uh, conviction. But it would be uh, likewise sin if I expected everyone else around me to do or not do it as well. You say, what areas are you talking about? That's none of your business. That's between me and God. Now, if it's a matter of clear biblical principle, I'll preach it from the pulpit, loud and clear. Okay? You should set no wicked thing before your eyes. Okay? You should not uh, intermix with uh, uh, things of this world, especially the princi uh, principalities of this world. You should not open your mind and your thoughts and your uh, things to demonic activities and demonic things and occultic practices. You need to stay away from it. Scripture's clear. Okay, uh, there's uh, biblical principles all throughout Scripture that guide and regulate us. But you know what? The reason I can preach this is not because I'm saying, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I refuse to be the one that makes the rules for you. Amen? God is going to be do a whole lot better job than I am. Amen? I, I know pastors who come up with a list. <laughs> Okay? We should not do this. 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 Uh, but the problem is, as soon as that pastor leaves, everybody goes, everybody goes back to doing it. And it really doesn't do any good. Okay? I'd much rather say, hey, you be fully convinced by God 
Walk with God. Read the Word of God. You're responsible for this whole book. You better start reading. Amen? You know, the test is coming. All right? And I remember in college, the, my professors would give me a list of books that I had to read and uh, never mentioned it again the entire semester. And, uh, but at the final day, whenever we were taking the test, there were questions on that test that had to do with those that were from those books. And if I didn't read it, I was going to fail that test. Uh, you know, the, the test is coming. Amen? And uh, it has, it's a whole lot more than just failing a class. Uh, if you fail this test, you could cause someone else to stumble and uh, ruin their lives because they get out of church, because they are offended, because they're struggling. And uh, it's not worth it. Amen? So you need to be in this book. You need to study what God is saying uh, to us and the biblical principles that he tells us. And you need to apply those to your decisions and to your life. We just need to go forward being careful, being watchful. If doing something would cause someone else around us to offend, be offended, don't do it. It's, for, it's, it's worth it. It's worth uh, clipping our wings, if you will, so that someone else can grow in the Christ, okay? Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and uh, we'll be dismissed. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for tonight, Lord, and uh, there are areas uh, crystal clear. We ought not do this or that, and there are certain things in there that I, uh, biblical principles that I feel like I can clearly say this and even preach it, uh, but Lord, there are things in this life that come along that uh, it's just not completely clear. But Lord, as we begin to participate in things, your Holy Spirit kind of just pulls at our heartstrings and convicts us and say, you know, you really ought not do that. I pray, Lord, that you just help us to listen to your Holy Spirit. Uh, help us not become judgmental as so often we can become if we're not careful. Help us not try to apply uh, to every other person what the Holy Spirit speaks to us about, but we're... Uh, these areas are just be willing to obey what you lead us to do. And Father, if there's areas where we see someone else is struggling or someone else is offended by an activity or something that we feel it's okay to do, Lord, may we be very careful. And as soon as we hear it, may we be willing to pull away from it with a realization that uh, we can not only cause them to sin, but we can sin ourselves by continuing in that activity openly. I pray that you would bless us, Lord, and help us and have wisdom. And I pray that you guide and direct us now tonight. In Jesus' name I pray these things. Amen.